Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltzlamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. We are who we are. We are not a big market team. We're not going to go out there, but we create from within. The opportunity is here. These we're, we're the boys that can go out there and do it together, and we fight together and pull on the same rope together every single day. Special things can happen, and I will continue to talk about that, and we embrace it. We embrace the challenge of playing inside of the NL West with a $100 million payroll compared to a $300 million payroll. Go ahead and buy your team. We're going to find a way to slug it out with you. All right, that was Tori Lovello from a podcast we did in December. And I asked him, I said, hey, listen, what are you going to tell your team when you get in front of them in spring training? What is going to be the Tory on the stool speech when, it ha- when you head into spring training? The message that all these managers do for all these organizations, what is going to be the message? And you heard it right there. Go ahead and buy your teams, right? Payrolls, not anywhere near some of these other teams, Arizona Diamondbacks, yet let's go get them. Nothing's stopping us. We get the right attitude. We get the right players. All right? That was then. This is now. And this is what is now is you are one win away from advancing to the NLCS. You have gone through this entire year. So I wanted to resurface another conversation I had with Tori. This was in the middle of the year. And this played off of that conversation that we had before, which is how do you get this team to buy in, to believe? And he had a great answer, as we would expect. And I think it's worthy of listening to again as you head through this playoffs with these Arizona Diamondbacks. So here you go. It's a B.I.B. vault. 
it's a conversation we had that really holds up today. All right, Tori Lovello. All right, one of the finest minds in baseball, Tori Lovello. Um, so, Tori, I have cited something you said on the last time you were on the Baseball is Boring podcast many a time. So I asked you what your speech was going to be the first. Do you remember this? Yeah, of course. And, and I said, was it going to be the Rudy on the stool speech? <laughs> and I said, I don't know if I'm going to give the Rudy on the stool speech. But you gave a pretty good speech, and I always remember what you ended up with. Something along the lines of, let them buy their teams, right? <laughs> but in all sincerity, like, this is, that was the hurdle that you had to get over of, as I, I just heard you say yesterday, as we're taping this, that you had to tell them, don't worry about the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, what, how much money they're spending, whatever. Worry about ourselves because we're good enough. I'm giving you a speech about it. We're good enough. <laughs> All right, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like, right, but yeah. so you had to turn that corner, and, and I don't know if it was, if your speech was good. Was, did you have a good speech, by the way? I feel like my content's pretty good. I, I think over the years it's changed. Um, it's all, I'm always adaptable to the team and the group that we have and what is the message you need to be. And I always feel like I deliver the right the right message. And it's not a new rock me, you know, hit them high, hit them low, we're, gonna, we're just going to power through you. I think we have a really good young baseball team, and I cater the message to what I think they need at that moment. So when you walked out of it that day, you were yeah. like, I nailed that. <laughs> First of all, you got an unbelievable memory. Your recall, God. I think the fact that you pay that close attention to me makes me feel good because when you, 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 your recall is awesome and it brings you back to those times and that, 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 that space that I was in, you know, five, six years ago versus two or three years ago. I feel like I've grown and kind of changed my thought process and um, I've adapted too. And I think that's one of the big things in this culture here is adaptability, is being able to get what you have in front of you, take take notice as to what you need to figure out um, on that given day to help your team win a baseball game. And that's kind of where we're at right now. And yeah, you're, you just brought up a good point. Yesterday I made a mention to you that I want us to believe we're going to do things. And you can you can talk about believing and saying we believe, and but if it's empty and there's nothing behind it, uh, it has no value. So we give value to believing the good things are on the way. And I know you probably want to get into that and talk about that. Yeah. But I'll let you guide the questions from this point forward. But we really believe. We're, we're, we're mind-melting, by the yeah. way, yeah. Just we're, like old times. We're really, yeah, I think we're sympathetic. Yeah, I think we're like that. I think we legitimately believe that things are happening in a very good, very good way here day by day. So what, how does that happen? Like, so you can say it. You can yeah. give a good speech. Um, it can be something as simple as everybody's a year older and you're more experienced, or you can add pieces, or like, how does it happen? Because as we sit here, it has happened. I mean, this is, I, I don't know what's going to happen from here, but results are the results, and as we hit game 51 or whatever it is, it has happened. So, what maybe, what, how did it happen so far? Yeah, um, well, first I can tell you the reason why I think it's happening. I sit in the dugout now and I hear the comments, I see the way this team strategizes, comes together in a moment of crisis. Um, we focus on us, we focus on what's happening here, rather than in years past when we've been a little bit young and naive, we were worried about what was happening across the table from us. And now 
now we focus on us and take care of our business. And that tells me that we have matured in a way that we know what we're capable of doing. So what leads me to that is some of the standards that we've talked about here. We have set a high standard. We've talked about some of the morals and values, and we've defined those things and those words. And everybody has kind of fit in and bought in to this culture that we are creating. It's built on love, trust, commitment, and effort. It's about being adaptable. It's about preparing. Um, it's about communicating. It's about just overall having a, a, a great day today and not worrying about tomorrow. And I think that's helped our belief. We, we've defined the word believe. We've defined the word love, trust, commitment, and effort. And I think the guys are buying in and they've seen how, how strong and powerful it can be when we're all acting the same on a day-by-day basis about what we can accomplish. There's a lot of managers who have gone, are going through the same thing, and probably this year more have had success doing it, of sort of turning that corner. Again, I don't know if it's going to last, who knows? Yeah. But I don't know if you if this is something you've talked to other managers. Like, one that comes to mind is the guy that you had as a player, David Ross, right? David Ross, like, that's what they're trying to do. They're try, they had trying to turn over the roster, and they felt like they had a good finish the last year, now this go. Um, there's other examples. I don't know if you've talked to other managers about this or not. Of course I have. Yeah. I think what we all do is we kind of share our game notes, right? We we, <laughs> we see what's going on across the hallway, right? And you're like, hey, you got a few minutes to talk about something. And I think if you're fearless, um, and I, I think if I'm trying to set the tone for being adaptable and being on an information search and being prepared, if I can do it, I expect the players to do it. If I can't do it, how can I expect the players to do it? So, yeah, I ask a lot of questions every single day. And I have a lot of trusted um, um, uh, colleagues, such as David Ross, that I'll ask, call up and ask questions of. And, you know, how are you doing? And what is, what's working? What's not working? Where are you guys at? And, uh, and we share information. It's a copycat league, but you trust people. And the ones that you trust, you gain information and you just keep moving forward. So the um, when, you, when you look at this year, how it has unfolded, one of the biggest things is I had hit my case in on, yeah. on the podcast. He was excellent, much like yourself. <laughs> um, and besides saying that ketchup-flavored potato chips are disgusting, <laughs> uh, do you have any thoughts on that? We usually ask GMs that. Okay, the ketchup-flavored potato chips is a big thing across the border. Yeah, Toronto. so this is this is how this came up. Yeah. Alex Anthopoulos was on the podcast. Yeah. And I had the gall to say they were disgusting. Ooh. And I'm, he came out of his skin. He was like, because he's Canadian. Yeah. You know. You yeah. know Alex. And, uh, and I'm like, and so now every GM we have on, we ask this question. And so far, other than Derek Falvey, who said he had him on school lunch, bizarrely, in Lynn, you know, they're disgusting. Your thoughts? Uh, it's a different taste. Um, first of all, the ketchup tastes <laughs> different there. The Orioles are different there. I coached in Toronto for a couple of years. Great years. Um, I am not... I can see that there are those that love them. I am not in that category this is, of loving them. This is such a toilet belt. I like you personally. <laughs> but I, I like you personally, but I don't know if I'd spend the night at your house. That type of thing. Okay, so I kind of like it, but I don't love it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Mike Hazen was talking about bringing in veterans like Longoria. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he said was like, 
is that the importance of leadership like that, because as great a communicator as you are, as great a communicator as your coaches are and everything else, you know that just some messages just hit coming from a player. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, if you can, about how that dynamic has been this year. Yeah, I've always felt that a coach could say something um, a hundred times, but if a player tells him once that it's going to resonate a little bit better when it's player to player. Um, so I give I give authority to those types of players that want to share and have had an experience or two that would lead somebody such as a young player down the right road instead of the wrong road. I'm a firm believer in you know making mistakes to figure it out, but let's limit that mistake to once and just figure it out a little bit quicker. Um, the coaches, I say, if you've told them 100 times, you tell them 101. And I kind of take the same point of view with a player that has a little bit of that experience that is not afraid to be a little bit on the vocal side such as Evan Longoria I give him the full authority to be a teacher and to be a communicator and I've also instructed all the players to ask why if you don't understand what Evan Longoria or a coach is telling you ask why when I played you were just told to do it and couldn't ask why and I felt I was left feeling uncomfortable so players are encouraged here in this culture to ask why and a coach or a player that's defining something better be prepared to answer the why and we do that a lot here. So I think Evan Longoria has been an, a godsend for this team. I saw those conversations early in spring training in our hitting lab. I saw it on field six, taking ground balls, that he would just be fearless with his ability to answer the why. Do you feel, as we sit here right now, that you are as prepared as you, more pre- as prepared as you thought you would hope to be? Um, to make a run at this thing on whatever this is, the MMA. Yeah. Did, like so, when spring, you break spring training. We hope this is going to happen. We hope this yeah. mindset. And now we've landed here. You have a good record. You know, you've established yourself in, in different positions. Is this is it where you want to be or where you thought you would be? Yeah, we're we're, we're in a great spot. Um, you know, everybody. Um, my friends included, my families, my 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 colleagues in this industry. We're kind of feeling sorry for us last year. You know, you're in the same division as the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants. The Rockies could be upstart too. And I, I, I kept I kept pushing back on him and saying, like, what better division could we be in to live to learn quickly, um, to find a way to get through this and get on the other side. And when I saw the schedule pop up this season that we were gonna open up with the Dodgers and play them eight times in the first 14, 16 games, I thought, perfect. I took it as a great challenge, and it was going to ready us for what we thought would be a very rugged, but a, a, a probably defining April for a young team. And we passed that test. And I, I, I referenced it all the time. Let's embrace it to the team. Let's go out and prove ourselves every single day. So I love where we're at. A little bit concerned, obviously, early on that we could fall on our face, but I felt like we would we would gather momentum as the year went on. The All-Star break, we'd be close to 500, pushing towards um, the next level and you know, hopefully pushing towards making some good decisions and, and winning baseball games that would help us maybe towards a playoff push. We're doing a little bit sooner than I thought, but I knew internally we had a good baseball team. The group inside of that clubhouse felt like they were a good baseball team. We just had to earn it and prove it. See, that's the, that's the hit them high, hit them low speech right there. Yeah. 
I, I, I backdoored you. Like, I basically reverse engineered that answer. It was good. You did reverse math on me. I appreciate that. It was beautiful. I, I think that's kind of Jedi mind uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. creativity. Right? Yes. Yeah. But I, to be honest with you, yeah, I think, I think it's real. I think you have to look at some real moments about things that will define who you are as a baseball team. And, and you can't run away from them. You've got to embrace them. We embrace our challenge of the $200 million payroll of the LA Dodgers. We love that. We just got to be better and win the margins. When we win the margins and do what we're supposed to do, we're going to win games. And of course we're young. We're going to dribble a ball off our foot and it's going to fumble out of bounds. And we're going to look like idiots. And I'm going to make decisions that are going to make everything go backwards. But at the end of the day, we're pushing forward and we're, we're, we're trying to have that mindset. If we take an inch, uh, a foot, uh, a step backwards, we're going to take two forward tomorrow. So that's where we live. That's the space we live in. All right. Well, you've been very generous with your time. I'm going to get in, in uh, the reward is that you get to ask me any question. Yeah. So you're very good, uh, very good inquisitor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like you have run your last Boston Marathon? No. I have one more in me. And you're going to judge that by how your body feels or the I have a daughter who is a, who is a runner and I want to do it with her. Yeah. Very sappy. Like everyone's yeah. bringing tears to people's eyes right now. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, the time commitment's tough. Doing a podcast and training for the marathon is not conducive. It's, it's a lot of time. Okay. A lot of time. A lot of time. And when you are standing on the starting line in Framingham? Hopkinton. Hopkinton. Okay. Are you... Or even better if you're Framingham, but go ahead. You run through Framingham? You run through Framingham. At Beacon Hill, Heartbreak Hill, are you thinking about setting a PR each record, each year, or just getting through Surviving. Surviving. Uh, So let me tell you a little story. Yeah. Not the story that you think. (laughs) Not the story of Tori Lovello standing three feet from me yelling at me and me not acknowledging him. I did the marathon in 2005 with Will Farrell's life coach. Okay. Uh, Wait, let me get that name dropped there. You dropped that yeah, big name. Jim Carrey's life coach, too. Oh, oh sorry. Will, yeah, Will, okay. oh, Will Farrell had run it the year before, so he trained me. So I, it was a peak physical condition. Yeah. I mean, even better than now, if that's possible. You look fantastic. <laughs> and so I learned about heart rate. I did the CO2 max test in Pepperdine. I was in it. Like four hours, that was my goal. I was locked in. I was running. The only other person I was training with was Jeff Bezos' girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez. Oh, whoops. Oh, sorry. Around. Hold on. I think I can get one more in there. And she was married at the time to Hollywood super agent Patrick Whitesell. We were right on the way. <laughs> anyway, goal was four hours, which is crazy to think about now. That was the only time where I'm like, I got to get the time. I got to get the time. And you know what I finished in? Four hours and three seconds. Oh. Right. But it's a life lesson. I don't yeah, aim it's, way it's, higher than no, you no, need no, to. No, no, no. If you do things a little bit better, you can make up those three seconds. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, I read a book that. called Three Seconds. Yeah, I was actually going to do that. You should do that. Okay. Well, I guess my final question is, is it a Diet Coke at the finish line every single well, time? And why do you crave a Diet Coke? No, it's regular Coke. Regular Coke. Because the sugar and carbonation... Is, is like I, I don't want to give a good analogy to it it's there's nothing there. there's nothing it's like if you go and exercise 
You exercise. Yeah. You right? have water afterwards. Yeah, but if you if, but if you really really exercise, <laughs> like you can like oh my goodness the 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 carbs and everything seeping back into your body. Yeah. You're lucky to me. Like you have no. Oof. Okay. So a regular Coke. And are you thinking about it around Boston College? Or are you yeah, thinking so about it? I was taking the, you know, the the goo things, the, um, yeah. those things. I took 16 of those one race. Whoa. That's too many. <laughs> and I saw a half-drunk Coca-Cola on a table, and I grabbed it. It's... <laughs> It's a bad mindset, man. You're unstoppable. <laughs> unstoppable. Well, we'll see. That. All right, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 